Are you ready for Jesus to return? Are you ready to be caught up to the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and ever be with the Lord? Hello and welcome to episode 10, part two. This is a continuation of episode 10, part one. Today's episode is entitled Introduction to the Great Tribulation and we will be covering to the final two seals of the six seals. I am Stephanie Wright. I am Charles Wright. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get started. Charles, I'm going to move on with chapter uh, verses 9, 10, and 11. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, how long, O Lord, holy and true, do you not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And the white robes were given to every one of them, those under the altar, and it was said to them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Verse 9 depicts those slain for professing Christ before the time of the tribulation. We have a pre-tribulation time, which I believe in, which Apostle Charles believes in. During this pre-tribulation time, the church, we will be lifted up from the earth. Jesus will return. Those who were thrown to the lions, for example, some of the things Apostle Charles, I believe, referenced earlier, used as Nero's human candles, hanged, had their heads chopped off. You know what I'm trying to say. These are the ones that were slain for professing Christ before the tribulation. And these are the ones who are, I believe, under the altar. They are under the altar, not on the altar, because they are not the sacrifice. They have already been sacrificed for the cause of Christ. But more important, there is no need for another sacrifice because Jesus already completed the job. He was the perfect sacrifice. His words, it is finished, shows that he was the perfect sacrifice for all that needed to be done. These under the altar nevertheless are crying out, asking when they will be avenged for the blood that was shed, their blood that was shed. But God tells them to be patient because others are going to be saved. Be patient. There are others that need to be saved. Jesus is giving others an opportunity, even during the tribulation period, to give their lives to him. They are then, the ones under the altar, are given a reward for encouragement. They are given their white robes, symbolic of their righteousness. And of course, if you remember, when we started this study of Revelation expectations, the letters were sent to the seven churches and the seven churches were aware of some of the things that were going on in their world, in their time. And they were fully aware of it and they were being persecuted. Now, everyone that was being destroyed or killed or murdered or whatever, or sicknesses and diseases and stuff. Sometimes you don't have to be in sin to be a part of that death or reason of dying. So I see the martyrs, they're not necessarily, they're not 
necessarily, they're martyrs because they are righteous. Therefore, their martyrdom does come with economics. Look at them. They did not receive the mark of the beast, which you'll see and we'll hear about that later. They did not receive the mark of the beast. They couldn't work. It's believed that they're not able to work because they're Christians. They're not able to have uh, income. They can't buy. They can't sell. So they're being marginalized to the point of starvation even. So there's a lot that's going to happen that we take for granted today, but it will be worldwide known when it really does happen. And what is awful is that those people that hate Christians are going to rejoice when they hear about Christians being martyred and murdered and killed. So there's a lot to be considered. Reading from verse 12, it says, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and lo, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven, this is 13, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. I noticed that this utter darkness throughout creation above and within the earth after the great earthquake, uh, the spiritual and ancient or historical aspects of the moon turning as red as blood revealed to John that earthly people would experience the deep, darker side of all their emotions. So the emotions of people are going to be under attack, not just their lives, but even while they're alive, their emotions are going to be attacked. Like today, people are going to a state of depression and anxiety. But I remember that Stephanie read the part where to the to the martyrs and said, rest. That word rest in the 11th verse reflects have peace and shalom because and wait. Waiting is a way of worship. Wait, be patient until the redemption that God has a plan for it. Despite all of this suffering and all this persecution and murder and killing and, and diseases and so forth. So we see here even the emotions, the emotions of shame and grief and rage and despair is under attack. That's a deep side of to, we can't see those things, but we feel them as a question. When John saw the stars shaken from their heavenly places to fall like figs, could that win be the work of the Holy Spirit? Just a question. Critical thinking there. Could it be the wind of the Holy Spirit? And the 14th verses and heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. John saw the massive, dreadful disasters of the universal space of the heaven split apart and disappear. Metaphorically, I believe the mountains are governments in the earth and uh, the governments of mankind as supports or props or removed out of its place. I'm talking about government being moved out of its place and, and, and such as human cures and resolution cannot be found. There's nowhere to be found. And all the islands of each separated heathen privileges are eliminated. Those islands are places that you can go buy an island and you can live on an island. You don't have to worry about all these things coming to pass and so forth. And so forth. That's not true. Even the islands themselves are going to be uh, suffering. And the privileges of those who are living on islands and think they're living in, in a privileged place, it will be eliminated. Scientific immunities will not exist anymore because there won't be any cure for anybody except Jesus. So, well, I want to be sure I'm understanding what you're saying. Uh, I understand the comparison that you're making, but you're not uh, saying that the actual physical uh, earthquake won't occur. It will, will hurt. Be, it will, will happen. Earthquakes and that mountains and islands will physically be moved out. Of the oh, mountains. I believe that. I believe okay. that. But here's the point that I'm trying to make. They're looking on the spiritual side of these movements. 
that, it, that, that these are people living here. And these people will see these things taking place. And metaphorically, in allegory circumstances, you have, we have to think in spiritual tones as well, because um, that's the way Rome started. I think it was how many mountains? I think it was three mountains. But nevertheless, there's metaphor, metaphor in the scripture. And ask the Lord to direct your path in seeing that. Because if we look at it, we'll see in a deeper way. Even the emotions are not even stated, but... Can you imagine the feelings that people are having? You're having them now, just thinking about it. You're already having these wondering about these feelings that you feel the shame. You should feel grief and shame if you're living in sin, because this is going to happen. These are the words of Jesus Christ. It's his testimony. And you, we need to look into the word of God in a deeper way than we have before. And then we can appreciate it and fall in love with the book of Revelation. So verse 15 goes on to say, And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bond man, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. So, mm. you made a comment that kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name when we were preparing this lesson. And I think that this particular verse points to the actual physical movement of mountains and islands because when this earthquake comes as referenced in verse 12 and the mountains and the islands are moved this is what's going to happen kings great men rich men everybody uh, this is these are men and women are going to try to hide themselves in the dens and the rocks of the mountains yeah i believe that this is also the verse that helps us to realize that people will commit want to commit suicide want to die and cannot die except that they go through what they have to go through through this tribulation hid themselves in the dens and saying come on fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath we are so afraid of the wrath don't be afraid of the trials, troubles, and tribulations. Be afraid of God's wrath in the earth because of sin and the pollution that we as people cause in the earth. God cannot, he's going to put up with it for a while. There's a day of reckoning. Amen. And so, uh, verses 16 and 17, and said to the mountains and rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb, which Apostle Charles has already commented on. And verse 17 says, for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand? God's wrath is justified because of man's rejection of him throughout eons of time. Some people have a problem with this, but I do not. He is, in my opinion, fully justified. Think about it. The one who created man and man rejected him in every way imaginable making idols to worship, worshiping God's creation, the sun, the moon, in some case, animals, <laughs> but rejecting the creator of those things. Finally, God says, the time is at hand, Revelation chapter 1, verse 3. Are you ready for Jesus to return? Are you ready to be lifted out of this earth to heaven when the Lord himself descends from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, are you ready to be caught up to the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and ever be with the Lord? 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 16 and 17, paraphrased. We hope so. If the Lord delays his return, please join us next time for Revelation Expectations, chapter 7. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. If you want to contact us or comment on this podcast, 
please visit our website at cgmissions.com forward slash podcast, where all episodes are available by category and series format. You may also view these episodes on our YouTube channel, the symbol at CG Missions, Inc. or INC. This is Apostle Charles. Until next time, God bless you. Charles George Missions is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Donations are tax deductible. Donations may be made through our website, cgmissions.com.